Blog Talk Radio. Celebrating their 20th year in radio broadcasting with news not heard in the news, the International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personalized journeys, revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Well, we hope the sun shines everywhere, and uh, if it's if it's not, may the, your heart have that sunshine in it. And today, our guest, Micheline Nader, packs a heavy punch and unleashes new ways to unravel those corners of life we may have thought we had hidden hidden in the corner of our brain. <laughs> Whether we are looking to start a new career, find happiness in a current one build better relationships, overcome addiction, or just find more happiness. Oh, that'll work, right? Micheline Nader, healthcare and wellness expert, shares her new book with us today, The Dolphin's Dance, and it simplifies a transformative five-step process, which follows the acronym DANCE, D-A-N-C-E. D for discover your emotions, A for awaken to your beliefs, N for name your patterns, C for cancel your polarities, E to embrace your true self. Paula, I'm ready for this dance. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Well, Nadine Nader, you certainly were given initiation from the very young from in your very young life. And despite a troubled childhood that left you bankrupt and alone at age 16, you fled a war-torn country, achieved an Ivy League education, and founded an award-winning chain of healthcare companies in the US, France, and Canada. Wow. You've been an often thought out corporate speaker, plus you've spent your career helping others achieve wellness. Nadine, we are looking so forward to sharing your book and your message that opens up a fuller consciousness for everyone who reads it, and we hope to share a lot of things today with you, and uh, welcome to our show. Thank you, Paula, and thank you, Taz, for this introduction. I'm really excited uh, today to be interviewed by both of you, so seasoned, more than 20 years experience. Oh my God, this is wonderful. And talk to you about the Dolphins Dance, knowing your love for books and how Paula started with with the bookstore and, and, and this life journey of yours is so incredible too. Um, I'm really honored to be on on your show. And by the way, I created some confusion because I gave you uh, two uh, pronunciations for my for my name. My name is Michelin or Micheline Nader, uh, and I and I was the one who confused you in the beginning. <laughs> well, Micheline, well, Paula and I just have such a love for dolphins. 
How have the dolphins influenced this journey that you've taken, and when did it actually start? The dolphin is really a symbol of conscious awareness and a metaphor for me that could not symbolize more uh, the work uh, that I that I do right now and the book, The Dolphin Stance. The highly developed brain of the dolphin with the three frontal lobes, uh, the dolphin sleeps while uh, he's awake. So in a way, it's a great symbol for conscious awareness. And then the flow of the dolphin as we flow uh, with life uh, when we start our journey into self-awareness and conscious awareness is very important. And the jump of the dolphin, the playfulness, and the dive, when we dive in to discover our true self, we have to dive, which is important. The flip of the dolphin, this is when we really become in tune with ourselves and we know how to flip our game in life. It becomes a symbol also um, to see the flip of the dolphin to remind us to flip the game or to flip our story or to flip any negative belief we have about ourselves. And then when we become so self-aware, we become playful and joyful and that joyfulness of of the dolphin is, is so symbolic and important. Now I didn't oh, I love earlier your question. <laughs> no, I was going to now say when I love your cover. Your, right? Oh, I just said I love the cover of your book because if you look at it one way, you see two dolphins, and another way, you see two faces. And I just thought that was so clever. It's wonderful. Yes, it is. It is. It is clever because it's a symbol of us. And at the same time, I did a you um, look at the cover really well, you have the five colors of the blue, and it's the five stages of, of the dance. Uh, so it is, it's really symbolic. I love symbols and metaphors and colors. They speak a lot, and um, they represent sometimes what we want to say in a, in a better way. Pretty amazing. You know, I asked you before we went on air, I asked you, when when did this actually flip for you? Like you knew that something was really up and that you had to follow through in life doing this. When did that happen for you and how did it happen? It, it really happened around uh, five years ago, I believe. I had uh, my chain of uh, long-term care, and I'm um, a um, successful uh, healthcare entrepreneur, as you've you've mentioned um, early in my introduction. But at the same time, I had a parallel interest in um, spirituality, conscious awareness, and I've been a seeker all my life. I've been a seeker also to make sense of the losses and how to make these losses in my life catalyst, actually, for my own growth and development. So I was seeking all the time. I was doing workshops, reading a lot of books, uh, following authors, following uh, speakers, 
um, seeking um, in metaphysics, uh, wellness, energy healing, everything. And I, I realized that I was seeking um, for some answers, but as all everything gelled uh, together, I realized that all of us, especially me back then, had all these answers within. And the only reason I wasn't listening really to my own answers, which are aligned with the higher awareness, was because I had so much clutter in my life. And the clutter, uh, a lot of it was unconscious. So why, what I equated as my true self was not really my true self. It was what I say in the Dolphin's Dance, our identity statement. It is a structure that the ego takes to express itself in the world. But our true self is actually this permanent consciousness that is really aligned with higher consciousness. And once we get it, once we tap into it, once we discover it, we cannot let go of it because we've we've got a taste of it. Once we, we have it, we have it, and we know it. So the answers for me in my life started being that true self. Now, I'm not saying that I stopped seeking. I love, I love all the authors and I honor them and I learn so much from them. But the real truth is, is really within our true self. So it's what makes our ticker tick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's so important for people to hear that you don't have to seek outside, it's within. Yes. It's 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 within. Everything is within. Any answer for a project, any answer for personal issues, any answer for healing, any answer for uh your purpose in life exists within and the 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 real thing is to create that space within where you can connect to your true self and you can identify with your true self and actually to create a distance between us and our thoughts a real distance between us and our beliefs and it's a distance between us and our behavioral pattern and not equate them to be our true self. Because by doing this, we really minimize who we are. We think that who we are is, you know, is our belonging, is our profession, and is our bundle of emotions, thoughts, beliefs, and, and actions. And it is really not. It's an illusion. So in one of your chapters in awareness, planning your journey, can you talk a little bit about this? We start, before uh, we do the program or the five steps, we start planning our journey because it's important to have... um, some discipline to 
to do this. And it's important also to set our intention um, about our work um, because we have to cultivate an open mind also and an eye, a clear vision that does not judge. Uh, We set aside time and space for our work and we allow ourselves as long as we need to complete any chapter if we want to do the exercises. And I like also to dedicate a notebook because I like to write and it's recommended to write. Uh, At the same time, if when people um, get the Dolphins Dance, they get also the workbook for free and they have the workbook with the notebook inside for their notes if if they like it, so that that makes it easier for them. And we set our intention, and setting our intention is so important uh, for being on this journey. Um, It is like setting a direction in in the GPS of your car, or else the car would take you anywhere, you know. So you, you create an attractor that can pull you towards achieving um, your your goal, if you want. I like to say intention instead of goal because I always like the intention to be about ourselves and never about someone else. We, we know that um, all that we can affect in life is our attitude in life. We, we can counsel people and coach them if they ask for, uh, but we really cannot affect um, their action, and we cannot act uh, for them. So even if my intention is about empowering or about something about my son, I would say I want to be a stand for my son, or I want to be the power or the love, the loving. I am loving my my son. So the intention is always about ourselves, and it is in the present tense. I like it to be, and I like to visualize me and my life when my intention is fulfilled. Like, how does my life look like if my intention is fulfilled? And my intention is the right now, as if it has happened, and I put myself in gear as if it has happened. And then I let it be and let it go, and let that intention be in the universe and let my actions, even when I'm not aware of them, uh, coalesce in a way that can create that intention for me. So this is how I plan the journey, and that's how I share the journey with the, with the readers so they can plan their own that way. Now, Ken... Um you know, sometimes as we begin our journey, our intentions are one thing, and then as we grow and move toward that goal, it expands. Um, yeah. And is is that included in the plan too? Um, yeah. Uh, yes, Taz. It is included in the plan. We let it be. I I say that. Um, 
the journey is yours. You do with it whatever you do, whatever intention you have, how your intention grows, how you visit your intention on a daily basis as we um, plan for the clear lagoon. I call the clear lagoon exercise, and I'll talk a, a little bit about it, where we create a safe space within ourselves where we go to on a daily basis, and this is where we visit that relaxation space, relaxation, and and our intention about our initial intention can change and and flow. And in the workshops or people who have read The Dolphin's Dance and reviewed it, I get a lot of comments. I get people who say, you know, our intention was to heal our relationship, like to heal my relationship with my uh, with my mom, and actually not only I did that, but what surfaced is that partner that I attracted in my life. Uh, we don't know that these are linked, right? But <laughs> in the emotional realm, they may be linked somehow, somewhere. So you are really right, Taz. It is, it is, it is that. It is the intention changes um, as we grow and, and develop, and we have to go with the flow like the dolphin and be able to adapt and, and, and change to whatever we love at that point and we feel the need in our life. Yeah, I see the dolphin jump and and twist and turn and dive into the waves, and it's like getting, you know what, the dolphin has excitement and, and it has the joy in its heart and... I think, you know, people forget about having the joy in their heart. Yes. The, yeah, the, play, the, play, the playfulness is, brings on creativity. Yeah. Playfulness is very important and, and the joy, but we can't. Like, my problem was in the past, I couldn't create playfulness or joy when I was stressed, Right. This is what people say. Well, I want to be joyful, but I can't be joyful. I can't. I'm stressed. Of course, I understand what stress is. When you're responsible for 400 employees and staffing and this and that. Actually, what I found out, and this is when I tipped, like uh, when um, uh, Paula asked me, uh, when did you tip? The tip was when I noticed that I was joyful despite what was going on in my life. I had access to that joy and playfulness despite the stress. So when, 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 we ha- when we discover our true self and we are really in this realm of integrity and authenticity, we have access to this joy. It becomes like a way of being instead of something that we want to have in our life. Yeah. To laugh at ourselves, yeah. You know, to take time and laugh at ourselves sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look what I just did. I can't believe I just did that, and then to laugh at it. <laughs> right. And actually, you know that you're not laughing at your true self. You're you're really laughing at your actions that have nothing to do. You're laughing probably at your behavioral pattern. That okay, I laughed at this person one more time. Oh my God! I always tell myself I don't want to laugh at this person or show my angry side, and here I am. I'm doing it again, 
and then, oh no, you laugh at yourself. You you have access to to recalibrate your actions as responses instead of being reactions to whatever was triggered, because you have access to something simple mm. that you use. Interesting. You you leave space for shifts and changes too when you react that way. I mean, when you're yeah. in a playful manner and you know, more of a light atmosphere, then you leave space for new new things to come in. Right, and you're flowing. You're flowing like a dolphin. So if if you're you're flowing with the unknown, so you don't need to be really in control. But you're out there and excited about the unknown and 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 the future yet to be determined without being afraid of your future resembling some of your past experiences. If in your past experiences you had limitations that did not allow you to grow, so now you're flowing and and floating, and if life uh, throws at you something in the... Of course, it's going to throw at you. This is our contract when we come to life that is unexpected, we, we never think about it, but you can f- flow with it. Yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> when you're talking, it's almost like uh, thinking about your life as a vacation because when you go on a vacation, you don't know what you're going to run into, but <laughs> but you expect it to be fun and joyful. Yeah, and sometimes your vacation turns into a disaster because of the <laughs> rain or something. You don't know what life but that all that you know is you're anchored in your true self, and your true self is that permanent self that is unchangeable, and it is aligned with higher consciousness. It gives you power to go forward, whether the, the thing that is thrown at you is a uh, happy event or if that what is thrown at you is is a loss or a painful event, you're anchored. You know, you talked about empowering yourself to no longer be a victim of your circumstances. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is a very important, um, actually, a step in, in, in our life. Um, when I realized that I live my life from a place of judgment, uh, labeling events and other people in my life, and most importantly, myself as good or bad, um, when I when I had a something happy circumstance in my life, I would judge myself as, uh, "Wow, I did good. I am, I am good." And and when I um, judge myself negatively, I feel heavy and 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 depressed, and then uh, feel sometimes victimized by circumstances or people. Uh, in the fourth step of the dance cancel your polarities. I go in depth in transcending that dualistic either or. I'm either good or or 
or I am bad and, and transcending it where I can embrace my goodness and my shadow side as they exist together as opposites, the, like, like the two sides of the coin exist simultaneously. In, in, in this step of, of the dance, I go and I, I teach um, the reader how to really cancel the negative charge from their experience, not the experience itself. We can never cancel the experience. It's there, and actually we, we learn how grateful we are to our experiences, no, no matter how painful they are. Probably we're not grateful the, the minute we're going through them because they're painful and sometimes, oh, God, what, why? Why is it me, right? Uh, but after that, the learning that we get from any negative experience is so valuable, so valuable, that makes us really who we are. If I did not have the losses that I had in my life, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be me today. I wouldn't be able to share with anybody these experiences and, and these lessons. I wouldn't be able to talk to you today on, on the show so this is how the victim consciousness is shifted to being mastery of circumstances. All of a sudden, even if someone was bad with us, the, the, the forgiveness is, is not about them. It's about us. And this is the shift. This is exactly the shift that happens. So it's looking at the circumstance and and it's just viewing viewing it and neither good or bad because you learned from whatever the aspect was. Exactly. And actually, if the reader wants, he can do the exercise where it's not only talking about the concept of it, but actually doing the exercise. Like we we go into that space of relaxation and ask the questions, and really ask the questions that prompt the reader to find an answer. And when, they, when the reader finds, like when I, when I did it, and I found an answer that is contradictory to the previous one, then all of a sudden I found myself, like if I, let me give you an example to make it simpler to understand. Mm-hmm. When I, when I said to myself, I am bad because I, I yelled at my mom. And then I said to myself, well, I am good because I helped my mom. And I do have examples where I yelled at my mom because, and then I felt bad afterwards. So I judged myself as bad. Then I helped my mom because, and this is what I've done to my mom, and so how can I be bad or good if I have these two examples? So the reader goes through that, and they know because they have facts that they are neither good nor bad, they cancel out the charges, this being bad or good, the, the emotional charge from their experience, then they can no longer be good or bad. It's like getting it at a visceral level more than 
trying to sit down and convince myself that I'm not good or I'm not bad. So polarities actually cause us to judge. And if we go into the neutral state, it, it doesn't throw us into judgment. Exactly. Exactly so. Because when we judge... So we're even, we're, mm-hmm. Go ahead. So when I we was, judge, we, we go... When we judge, we're in that negative space. We are judging from our negative space, from our um, shadow when we judge others. We're, we're projecting our shadow onto others because we're not even aware of our shadow. So does your book actually help people um, become aware of their, sha- their own shadow? Yes. The dolphins dance in the third tap of the dance, we go into naming our patterns and our shadow patterns. And this is where uh, people become aware of their, of their shadow. This is, when I became aware of my shadow, I was no longer a, the judgmental me uh, that I used to be. Because the, the shadow pattern is this repressed, denied, invisible pattern of, of behavior and, and also the undesirable uh, part of ourselves uh, that we as human beings uh, remain insecure about. No matter how successful, how prosperous, how attractive, how lovely, how spiritual or famous we become, there is a part of ourselves that we want to hide from, from people, and we, we sometimes are not aware of it at all. We don't want them to see that we're jealous or we're greedy or lusty or shameful in some way or hateful or even aggressive. And when we deny this part about ourselves, we tend to project it. We tend to project our negative qualities onto others. So in the dolphin's dance, we name our shadow pattern. And in naming it, it's not like we get rid of it, but in naming it, uh, we empower ourselves to be able to control it instead of of it controlling us. So we're in the driver's seat in a way. And um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to uh, be, um, you know, show some aspects of it. But we will recognize those aspects and we've named them already and we will have a choice to shift our game if we want to. So it's really bringing that awareness. It's bringing the unconscious to the conscious. And while doing this, it's intentionally bringing our awareness to our operating system, so not only we understand ourselves, but we understand others as well. Wow. So can that opens this. Go ahead, Paula. I was going to say, can you actually um, become aware of other people's shadow? <laughs> actually, yes. And um, it, this is, there is a distinction between being aware of their shadow 
and telling them what you know. <laughs> I don't recommend that. <laughs> Do that. No. People are actually our mirror. And uh, I, actually, I, I had I had this before I sent my book to the publisher, and I, I had finished my my five steps. I was in that space, a beautiful space, and something came up for me. And I, actually, I, I I tell the story in in my book, where one of my best friends of years and years turns against me, and I I. I tend. I, I was living it as a victim, and here I'm talking about mastery of circumstances. Like, how can I walk the talk if I am writing this? And in me, I was feeling uh, those feelings. So I held off, and I went within. I applied uh, the five-step journey on me, and I shifted my point of view about her. In understanding where she came from, I did not excuse her behavior, but I had this deep compassion towards understanding where she came from, and that was because I saw what she did as a mirror of one aspect of my shadow. It was so obvious to me. I didn't go and tell her that. I said, you know... I said, I'm sorry, I, I did not know, and at that point, it's not important if the other person responds or doesn't respond to your apology or to your compassion. What is the most important thing is to shift that negative charge that you feel in the moment. The moment I was able to shift that feeling of anger to compassion, that feeling of fear, of loss of my friend, into love and compassion and knowing that what is mine is never lost, even if she does disappear in my life, then I came to peace with it. And this is where I pushed the button and sent the book to the publisher. (laughs) It is true. It It is absolutely true. And I, I felt proud of myself that I did that because it's so important to live by our what we preach, right? Yeah. Do you experience that once you've gone inside and you have compassion for someone that you could have been angered with, that uh, they shift and they change Yes, absolutely. I have experience even uh, with people who um, I'm not in contact at all with, uh, but they were angry in me in my clear lagoon exercise that I go to every day. I think about them and I send them love and compassion. And something happens and all of a sudden they call me or they become loving for no reason, for no talk at all. So this is, we're part of this invisible world that we don't totally understand, but we're part of this energy flow of the universe. Um, Right now, 
quantum physics explains a lot of it, but we have a lot of things that we can't explain, but we experience it. And that's the most important thing. If we experience it, we really don't have to understand how um, the electrical circuit works or how the electrons and, and, and the protons, you know, act to create electricity. But we have electricity and we use it and we experience um, light in the darkness by using it. So why not? Hmm. This seems to be a very appropriate time. We have all these eclipses that have hit us <laughs> uh, with the universe and the planets moving about. And, um, you know, this is so powerful of what we're talking about now. You talk about the five steps to reinventing yourself at any time within your life. Um is there anything that particular? Sometimes the story always helps to um, share that also. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm getting a lot of stories uh, from people who do the workshop or read the book. A lot of people who read the book um, get some shifts. The people who do the exercises get really a lot of... Um, changes and, and, and transformations. Some partners like do the, the work and they get into a lot of uh, in, intimacy. But I could share with you a story um, recently in one of my workshops and a veteran who was such a beautiful soul of, um, and, and, I mean, in, the veteran was in his 80s and um, he was in the Vietnam War, and under his watch, um, his whole team uh, died. And he attributed this to one of the decisions he had made. And we went through the uh, five steps of the dance. And I remember, and he's a very beautiful soul, a very spiritual person, he has done a lot of work on his traumas after the Vietnam War. And all of a sudden, something clicked. He said, I've done so much work. I've done so much therapy, clinical therapy. I knew my trauma. He, obviously, he knew what happened and how it traumatized him. I knew uh, the negative emotion that I had about it. What I never did was really consciously canceling the polarities of that experience, canceling that negative charge. And what clicked for him in that moment was what he was saying in that affirmative belief he had that people cannot die under his watch. And he was in a very high in, 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 in the rank. He had a big group under him. They were under siege, and this was the only decision they could make. But his belief was, people cannot die under my watch. 
and because they died, what he made out of it was, I am so bad, I don't deserve living. Now, I'm not saying that I don't encourage war or violence or anything, but this is even an example of, of someone who had lived all his life he he lost his hearing, lost part of his memories uh, because he didn't want to think about it. And here he is. He shifted in the moment. He was sobbing like a baby. And he said, I've never shifted the way I shifted. Wow. Because of that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And... Uh, and I'm amazed at 80 years old, somebody's still working on themselves. That's incredible. It's wonderful. Yes. He's, he's really a beautiful soul. Mm-hmm. You were going to share with us an exercise that you talked about? Um, the Clear Lagoon? I would want yes. to make sure that the audience is not driving. <laughs> I would okay. be happy to do that. Um, I could... Um, this is a um, clear lagoon is a relaxation exercise that we go to um, before each exercise, and many of the exercises in the book are designed around asking ourselves questions and allowing answers to arise within that state of relaxation. And I know a lot of people. Um, do not um, meditate or cannot meditate, um, me included at times. I can't if my mind is racing. But the clear lagoon exercise is a breathing exercise that creates this intended um, outcome of relaxation um, and that <laughs> deep meditation without even uh, you know, being cognizant of the fact that we are meditating because we're concentrating on our breath, and we, um, so if, if you like, we can go into that space of relaxation. I could throw also, because you, we talked a little bit about the intention, I could uh, throw in uh, for the audience today a, a bonus for their intention, so I would invite everybody to think about an intention that they would like to create in their life and that intention would be in positive, would be about them in the present moment. If they want, for example, love in their life, I would say, I am love. Create that intention and um, if we are ready, we, we can start. We're ready. Okay, so let's sit comfortably. And close your eyes, uncross your hands, and relax them in your lap, palms up or down. Take three deep breaths. Inhale to the count of four. Hold your breath to the count of two, exhale to the count of four, relax, inhale 
to the count of four. Hold your breath to the count of two. Exhale to the count of four. Relax. Repeat. Inhale to the count of four. Hold your breath to the count of two. Exhale to the count of four. Continue breathing slowly and deeply while paying attention to your breath. Notice how you become more relaxed with each breath. Inhale calmness and exhale all the tension of your day. Count slowly from 10 to 1. Allow your breath to flow in and out effortlessly. Picture a ball of white light descending from your head to all parts of your body. Allow yourself to visualize its brightness and to feel its warmth. Starting from your head, relax every muscle in your body, from your facial muscles to your neck, down to your shoulders, and so on. As the light descends through your body, it caresses your organs gently. It stops where it feels pain and discomfort. It stays there until the feeling of ease and the organ comes back. It continues descending through the body until it reaches the lower extremities. All tension starts to disappear. Imagine yourself sitting alone under a palm tree in front of a beautiful, calm lagoon. Picture the blue sky above you. See the light reflecting in the still, clear water. Listen to the song of the birds. Feel the gentle breeze. On the surface of the water, there are white swans, an intelligent dolphin that dives deep and from time to time jumps and flips with total ease and happiness. Imagine the flowers and the colors that you love around the lagoon and notice a big, beautiful lotus flower close to the bank. 
Imagine an animal that you love quietly resting on the grass. Soak in all this beauty and hold it inside yourself. And then breathe out again. Beside the lagoon, you can feel safe and secure. The water has a cleansing effect and can regenerate through its beauty and purity. Remember the scene and the feeling it evokes in you. This feeling you can carry and this image with you wherever you go. Now, recall your intention about yourself. Give it a color. Notice the intensity of the color. How intense is the color on a scale of 1 to 100? Feel the color. Intensify the color. Intensify the color to 100. 100%. Feel it. Intensify it to 150%. To 200%. Intensify that color and visualize your intention materialize. Now, breathe deeply and count from one to ten. You may open your eyes. Once you have invented this place, you simply need to recall this visual scene any time you need to access a place of peace where you can relax and feel safe. You will be using this place as a starting point for each exercise if you feel like getting the dolphin's dance. And you can take now a few minutes to write a description of your clear lagoon, adding to it as much sensory detail as you can. You can describe how it looks, how you feel when you are sitting there, and you can repeat that intention exercise that we've had regularly, every day, and they say if you repeat it 21 days, you will see your intention starting to materialize. And please, if you do, connect with me. Go on my website and let me know what did this exercise did to you. And I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, Micheline, that was beautiful. Let's give your website out, okay, which is michelinenader.com. Micheline is spelled M-I-C-H-E-L-I-N-E. Her last name is Nader, and like Nancy, A-D-E-R.com. Um this and the book that she has is The Dolphin's Dance, Discover Your True Self Through a Powerful Five-Step Journey into Conscious Awareness. 
that was a great, great meditation. So easy and so gentle. Thank you. Is, Thank you for telling this. It's it's wonderful to do it, you know, live and and um, know that some people are now meditating um, or doing the relaxation exercise with me. It's wonderful, and I really, really, I'm intending for our listeners today to have this intention materialize and and please do it. Do it for 21 days. I know it's. Is it on your? Is this particular meditation on your website? Actually, right now they can download it for free. Uh, the meditation, the Clear Lagoon um, exercise. And we're gearing up towards a, a campaign uh, right now, a celebration campaign. So um, if. Um, if the audience would like to tune in, as you said, to the dolphinsdance.com or michelinenader.com and um, sign up, they can they can get um, uh, whatever gifts we're giving away um, next week. Uh, they can get also access to the blogs and uh, a lot of interviews that I had and media and 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 TV. Um, for free and and connect with me. And they can, can also connect with me through my Facebook, um, Michelin Nader author. And, um, and, and they will, we, we announce a lot of things also on, on the Facebook uh, page. Well, this has been a wonderful interview. I mean, you've given us so much to share. We thank you so much. And I was going to ask you, did you start a workshop first before you wrote the book? Is this how the book was developed? Um, actually, no. When I uh, when I wrote the five stages of the Dolphin's Dance, I did a focus group, and I say that some of the steps of the dance, I was using them in coaching, coaching my leadership team, coaching boards, uh, coaching people I know. Um, so I, I did a focus group um, who tested the steps in the focus group was from all walks of life and not particularly uh, people who were in tune, uh, not a specific age group. And I I got a lot of um, young uh, people answering, saying, um, we, 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 we love it. Um, so so it, it wasn't. But right now, thousands of people have done it either through exercises, through the book, and uh, through workshops. So I've developed the workshops after because I was presenting and um, and was asked for workshops. And as people were reading the book, they were asking me for workshops. So <laughs> I did it at Canyon Ranch. I did it uh, at, um, you know, CSLs. I did it in universities. Um, I'm doing workshops all over. Whenever people ask me for a workshop because they want it, I, I I I did it. Right now, I'm in the process of writing my next book in uh, conscious leadership, and uh, I uh, need to focus a little bit. So I'm. If I tend to refuse a to do a workshop or, or a presentation, it's just because I want to f- focus on my next book. But I always try to find time to to do it when people ask for it. Hmm. Don't forget to 
to say, hey, Taz and Paula, <laughs> my neck <necklace laughs> is out, <laughs> so we can bring you back. Oh, we'd, we'd like to honor you for bringing forth such a magnificent and powerful tool that that it really transforms a life in order to live from a graceful way for true conscious awareness. This is, uh, it's really magnificent. This is just great to have this kind of tool. Um, and, and, you know, this is a powerful time because of all the eclipses, I said. You know, people are really going to love this book. And uh, your website, again, is michelinenader.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-I-N-E, the nader.com. And what uh, you said, the dolphinsdance.com, is that what you said for the other? Yes. Okay. And of course, they can of course you can. all the information and the blogs and the newsletter for free and the workbook and the podcasts and um, whatnot. And we are developing some webinars that will be posted um, in a couple of months. Uh, so, so that that would be very helpful if they are interested, of course, in the dolphins dance and in reading the book and if it appeals to them or talks to them and they choose to um, read it and, uh, and and have access to this um, simple and experiential tool that once they learn, they cannot unlearn. It becomes, like, so easy. Um, that's why in the last part of the book I, I talk about the quick step of the dance that they can apply and visualize the flip of the dolphin. Literally right now I can flip my game in less than one minute when I get um, any of the, the beliefs or behavior or, behavior or, or negative emotion that, that arise. I can flip it immediately with a, with a flip of the dolphins and the quick step of the dance. So this will oh, wow. be accessible for them once um, they, they, they read um, the book. And this is what uh, people who have read the book have, ex- have experienced. So, and, and right now thousands of people have done that. So I'm confident <laughs> to say that. Yeah. What a great tool to have in your back pocket <laughs> to be able to flip an emotion, a negative emotion. Wow. Thank you, Michelin, for being with us. It's so Thank you for your time, and we look forward to having you back with us again. Thank you, and everybody Pat. look Paula. Thank and look you for, for the, who you are. Oh, you're welcome. And look, tell everybody on, uh, that's listening, the Dolphins Dance can be bought through Amazon. So, okay. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Are you ready to take your education to the next level? Arizona State University offers more than 100 top-tier degree programs, 100% online, so you can learn wherever and whenever you want. It's the same degree as on campus from one of the top universities in the world. I chose ASU because I received the quality education I deserve and the major I wanted, all from my home. Learn to thrive. For information about ASU degrees online, call 1-800-322-9150. That's 1-800-322-9150.